Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And today is not Sunday, but we are doing breaches of the week. Yesterday happened to be Christmas, and so everybody was off, myself included. Uh, those that celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a happy Christmas, Merry Christmas. And I hope everybody is having happy holidays, whatever you celebrate or not. So with that, let's get started because the attackers don't stop during the Christmas break or holiday break, if you will. They keep on rolling, and because nobody is essentially in the office or watching the barn, we tend to see a rise. This week is no different. Here's what's going on. There's a ton of stuff uh, just happening. But before we begin, as always, I want to thank the following people that sent me a good chunk of this information, and that would be Barrett Peterson, Jay Dance, Chris Fellon, and John Pemberton. Guys, thank you very much. And if you have a tip for me, please send it my way, and I will give you a shout-out here on my next Breaches of the Week, as well as on my next uh, nationally syndicated radio show, which will be in the beginning of uh, next year in January. And with that, let's open huge and start with Twitter, because... A threat actor claims to now be selling, this happened in the last couple of days, public and private data of 400 million Twitter users that was scraped in 2021 using a now-fixed API vulnerability. They are asking $200,000 U.S., for this sale. Now, the alleged data dump is being sold by a threat actor named Ryushi on the breached hacking form. It's a site commonly used to sell this kind of uh, stolen data breach information. The threat actor claims to have collected the data of 400 plus million unique Twitter users and uh, basically using this vulnerability. They also warned Elon Musk, uh, now CEO and owner of Twitter, and Twitter itself that uh, they should purchase this data before it leads to a larger fine under the EU's GDPR privacy law. And to be honest, that is correct. Although now that this is out and all of that, odds are GDPR is already looking at this, especially uh, due to the Twitter file things. And so I think Twitter is looking at fines, uh, if not Elon Musk as well. So we'll see where that goes. But either way, uh, this Twitter mess from last year continues to get worse. So there you go. Hopefully uh, Elon Musk and Twitter will get this cleaned up very quickly and easily. Moving on. Let's talk about an organization called 365 Data Centers. Guess what they do? That's right. They supply data centers. They discovered that an unauthorized party may have access information within their infrastructure in May of this year. <coughs> Excuse me. And companies are already now starting to declare data breaches. The first one up is Oklahoma-based Avum Health Partners for 271,303 patients. That's what we have so far. So heads up Avum Health Partner uh, patients in Oklahoma. Moving on, let's talk about another third-party data breach, and that would be the Advanced Asset Alliance, or AAA, Collections. Now, AAA Collections discovered an incident occurred between September 5th and 7th of this year and potentially compromised the data of current and former clients. Two disclosures right now uh, in terms of companies declaring are... Prairie Lakes Healthcare System, or PLHS, in South Dakota, notifying more than 1,000 of their patients, and Glacial uh, Lake Orthopedics as well. So heads up to you if you use Prairie Lakes Healthcare or Glacial Lakes Orthopedics for all your healthcare needs. You may have been data breached thanks to AAA Collections. Hopefully you're not in debt to them right now. Moving on. 
Let's talk about Work Health Solutions, or WHS. This is an occupational health services country. They disclosed a data breach that occurred when an unauthorized party accessed an email account between February 16th and March 24th of this year. This impacted more than 13,000 individuals. WHS conducted an investigation, and we're looking at PHI, so health insurance information, uh, medical information, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, and full names may be uh, breached in this. So heads up to you, Health Solutions customers. Moving on, let's talk about Ethos Technologies, Inc., because on December 21st, they filed a notice of breach with the Montana Office of Consumer uh, Protection. Odds are trying to fly under the radar this holiday season. Very few people are watching the barn, but here I am. So, Basically, uh, here's what we are talking about. They filed that notice with the Montana breach. Uh, basically, they're saying attackers successfully carried out a cyber attack against them. Based on their official filing, we are talking about gaining access to social security numbers um, and other items such as uh, names, etc. Now, after confirming that this data was leaked, Ethos Technologies began sending out data breach notifications to all individuals that were impacted by this. So heads up to you if you use Ethos Technology for whatever they do. Moving on, let's talk about Cincinnati State Technical Community College. The Clifton-based college detected unauthorized access to their network on November 2nd of this year. And following the investigation, Cincinnati State discovered that files containing personal information were removed from portions of its network between October 30th and November 2nd of this year. We're talking full names, address, dates of birth, social security numbers, driver's license or state ID, health insurance information, financial account information, and more. So heads up to you if you have anything to do with Cincinnati State Technical Community College. Moving on, let's head on over to China and let's talk about Chinese electric automaker NIO. This is one of Tesla's biggest competitors. They said this past Tuesday that attackers breached their computer systems and accessed data on users and vehicle sales in the latest hacking incident to hit the global auto industry. Now, the attackers had basically sent an email to NIO demanding $2.25 million US worth of Bitcoin and claiming that they had its internal data, according to media reports. Neo says they are working with uh, Chinese government authorities to investigate what happened. So there you go. Everybody gets breached. Doesn't matter where you are. Moving on. Let's talk about Order Express Inc. Because on December 15th of this year, they reported a data breach uh, to several state attorney general's offices after they learned of a data security incident resulting in the sensitive information of more than 63,000 of their customers being leaked. Now, according to Order Express, the breach resulted in uh, the consumers' names and social security numbers being compromised. They basically sent out letters to affected parties as well. But heads up, if you use Order Express for all of your ordering needs. I think it's medication online. Don't quote me on that, though. Moving on, let's talk about Oakwood University. Because a class action suit related to a data security breach filed against Oakwood University, which is a private uh, Seventh-day Adventist uh, university in Huntsville, Alabama. Now, in a 32-page suit, filed in the state of California, they claim that Oakwood officials were responsible for a large data breach in March that could have been prevented. That breach potentially allowed attackers access to social security information and driver's license info, as well as uh, financial information of students and employees alike. According to the suit, Oakwood's negligence, quote, is exacerbated by repeated warnings and alerts directed to protect
protecting and securing sensitive data as evidenced by the trending data breach attacks in recent years. And so there you go. If anything to do with Oakwood University out of Huntsville, you may soon be entitled to compensation. Moving on, let's talk about WW Wallwork Inc. Now on December 20th, WW Wallwork filed a notice of breach with Montana's uh, basically attorney general saying that an unauthorized party was able to access sensitive consumer information on their infrastructure. Based on this filing, we are talking about names, social security numbers, addresses, dates of birth, financial account information, driver's license, government ID, and passport numbers. After con- uh, confirming that this was uh, leaked, Wallwork began sending out no- breach notifications as well. So if you use WW Wallwork for all of your Wallwork needs, whatever they do, heads up to you. Moving on, let's talk about P2 Energy Solutions because on December 19th, they filed with Maine's Attorney General saying that they got hit and here we go because according to them, we're talking about their customer names, social security numbers being compromised. They sent out letters as well. So if you use P2 Energy for all your energy needs, you know what to do. Moving on, let's talk about Kentuckiana Works, which I believe is probably something that has to do with the border of Kentucky and Indiana or the region they're in. I'm guessing some employment type thing. I'm not sure. But anyway, Kentuckiana Works said that more than 100 people are being notified about a data breach that could involve their personal information. They said that they were uh, told on November 15th that a former employee of a third-party service provider use the personal information of Kentuckiana Works uh, uh, of a Kentuckiana Works participant to open a utility services account. So heads up to you if you're one of the people that uses Kentuckiana Works or are in that area based apparently out of Louisville, uh, Kentucky. Moving on. Let's talk about Hartnell Community College because on December 5th, they reported a breach to the California Attorney General after they experienced a cyber attack and sensitive information may have been leaked. We are talking about students' first and last names, as well as social security numbers, driver's license, state ID, student ID, medical information, uh, and other things being compromised as well. They also, Hartnell College, sent out information uh, or via letters uh, to all affected parties as well. So heads up, Hartnell Community College. College students and employees. Moving on, let's talk about Danish shoemaker known as Echo, ECCO. They, interestingly enough, have been exposing internal data to the public since June of 2021. We are talking about millions of sensitive documents from sales uh, to system information were all accessible. Anybody that basically knew where to go could have accessed, viewed, edited, copied, stolen, or deleted all of this data. So heads up to you if you are a supplier, a distributor, or a consumer for Shoemaker Echo out of, uh, basically, I believe they're Danish, heads up to you. Moving on. Let's talk about the large sports betting firm, BetMGM. They disclosed a data breach after threat actors stole personal information belonging to an undisclosed number of their customers. Now, while the info stolen uh, varies by customers, what we are talking about overall, according to notifications, is names, contact information like addresses, uh, you know, email addresses, phone numbers, all that, dates of birth, uh, hashed social security numbers, so a little bit of protection there, account identifiers like player IDs and screen names names and information relating to transactions that have been done within BetMGM. Uh, the company added that it discovered this incident in November, but believes the breach occurred in May 
of this year. And so a heads up if you have anything to do with BetMGM for all your betting needs. Moving on, let's talk about Comcast Xfinity. This is the residential side of Comcast, that basically one of the largest internet service providers here in the United States, because Xfinity customers are reporting that their accounts are being hacked in widespread attacks that are bypassing their two-factor authentication that have been enabled. These compromised accounts are then used to reset passwords for other services, such as Coinbase and Gemini crypto exchanges, which we'll talk about in a second. Now, starting on December 19th, many Xfinity email users began receiving notifications that their account information had been changed. However, when they attempted to access said accounts, they could not log in because the passwords had been changed. After regaining access to these accounts, they discovered that basically a secondary email at the disposable yopmail.com domain was added to their profile, and there you go. So if you're a Comcast Xfinity user, you might want to change your uh, change your password, keep some vigilance. Hopefully Comcast will fix that 2FA vulnerability, I assume, very soon. Moving on, let's talk about The Guardian. This is a major publication uh, around the world uh, and essentially a newspaper, I believe, out of the UK. Now, staff at The Guardian have been told not to come into the office and basically to work from home for the rest of the week. This was uh, basically on or around December 21st, which uh, basically was due to a suspected ransomware attack that struck this past Tuesday. Now, the attack impacted the number of business services at literally the 200-year-old news organization, but its online site and apps will continue to publish stories. And so there you go. Hopefully, The Guardian will get back on their feet. It's one of the publications I read on a regular basis. Moving on, let's talk about Gemini cryptocurrency because Gemini says its own systems have not been compromised, but an unnamed third party have been the focal point for a breach. Gee, I wonder who it was. Could it be Comcast Xfinity? Like I just mentioned, I don't know. Now, on December 13th, on or before, Attackers gain access to basically 6 million email details and incomplete phone numbers uh, belonging to users of the Gemini service. It's claimed there are duplicate email records in this breach, so the actual impact may not be as big as 6 million. And here we are. And so that's essentially what they're saying. But Comcast, we literally have reporting on Comcast Xfinity being used to reset a whole bunch of passwords. So it could be Gemini uh in Comcast together or just Comcast completely that is now hitting Gemini. We'll see, but this is interesting. I'll keep you up to date. Moving on. Let's head down to South America and talk about Colombia energy firm Empresas Públicas de Medellín, or EPM. Now, EPM is one of Colombia's largest public energy, water, and gas providers, and they got hit with a ransomware attack on December 13th. Now, this incident basically is threatening their operational disruptions to Colombia's uh, utility websites, uh, as well as their mobile application, payment gateway, and intranet right now. So if you are in, uh, I'm guessing, Medellin or around that area that uses EPM, heads up to you, you may not be able to pay your bill anytime soon. Not that you're complaining, just make sure they're not marking you delinquent as they are down themselves. Hopefully they'll be back up soon. And finally, and we have two heartbreaking finalies for you this week, and this really sucks, but the first one we're going to talk about is Okta. They're an identity and access management provider, one of the largest and best in the world, uh, according to basically any leadership board you read. Now, Okta, as I mentioned, the leading provider of IAM, uh, says that their private GitHub repositories were hacked this month. This really sucks. Now, according to a quote-unquote confidential email uh, notification sent by Okta and seen by Bleeping Computer, where I'm getting this information, the security incident involves threat actors stealing Okta's source code. 
Not good. Now, Bleeping Computer has obtained a uh, confidential security uh, notification that basically uh, Okta has been emailing to their security contacts as of a few hours ago. Again, that was on or about uh, December 21st as well um, as the previous one where I mentioned that. Now, uh, Bleeping Computer confirmed that multiple sources, including IT administrators, have been receiving email notifications. Earlier this month, GitHub alerted Okta of suspicious access to their code repositories, according to this notification. Quote, upon investigation, we have concluded that such access was used to copy Okta code repositories. That is according to David Bradbury, the chief security officer in that email. Now, despite uh, stealing Okta source code, the attackers did not gain unauthorized access to the Okta service or customer data, according to them. Okta's, quote, HIPAA, FedRAMP, and DOD customers, uh, end quote, remain unaffected as the company, quote, does not rely on the confidentiality of its source code as a means to secure its services, end quote. As such, no customer action is needed, according to them. Now, obviously, this is a huge problem. Okta is a major enterprise player when it comes to identity access management, meaning they are the ones that are allowing the, the single sign-on platforms, the, the SAML authentication and all of that, uh, essentially to protect above and beyond just a standard username and password login. You can integrate everything from your Office 365 to third parties and basically have it in one convenient and monitored for behavioral intelligence identity access management solution. So if Nick suddenly is, you know, logging in from Moscow three time, 3,000 times a second, uh, you, know, uh, you know, it's not me. Obviously, Okta would kick in and say, nope, nope, shut it down. There you go. So this is obviously a huge thing. We'll see where this goes. They are on watch right now, just as the next one has been on watch uh, with me for quite some time. And this one is LastPass. Now, interestingly enough, uh, when Okta had their initial data breach, I actually uh, was on a call. This is months ago, the beginning of the year where they said this, uh, an individual gained access to one of their third parties. This is Okta, gained, gained uh, access to one of their third parties. They shut it down with hours. Nothing was hit. Uh, nothing came of that. They were very transparent about that. Okta so far has been very transparent about this particular uh, breach as well. But we will see if that holds up because I question absolutely everything. And my finally, finally here is LastPass, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Now, LastPass has had a series of data breaches over the years or vulnerabilities, as many platforms have over the years. But I did a video on this, their August 22nd data breach, uh, basically saying, I still have questions I don't think they're being as transparent. I got a lot of blowback for that. And then a few weeks ago or two weeks ago, something along those lines, I did uh, a basically a video saying, okay, it's time to ditch LastPass because uh, once again, we got more information. And they said, now we understand that customer information uh, got hit when they swore up and down in August that no customer information was hit. And here we are. And so I don't think that LastPass has been transparent in the way that some other companies, when they go through serious incidents like Okta, for example, as of right now, again, as of right now, if Okta changes tone, I will change tone on here too. I'm agnostic to all of these. Uh, another one is Samsung. When Samsung's Note 7 got all explodey, they were insanely transparent, issuing reports, diagrams, everything diving into that problem. And while that's obviously not a security breach, the point is, is that it's this level of transparency is what I expect from any company. I don't care if it's LastPass or you know the doctor's office that got 10 patients breached. We have to make 
sure that at the end of the day, our goal is to protect our customers. If I ever got data breached, I would be very detailed with my customers short of telling them exactly, let's say, how my cryptography works or something along those lines about exactly what we are seeing. I'm ripping that Band-Aid off, and I think that's the best way to handle a data breach. And I do not think LastPass has been as transparent. And people that have basically given me crap before, I think, might be changing their tone now because, you know, as we continue to learn more information, it continues to, to have fallout here. And so this is what's going on. Uh, you know, this is coming from Security Affairs. It's it's so unbelievably important. I'm sorry, it's coming from uh, Hacker News. So so this is this is obviously a huge issue. But here's what's going on. The August 22nd, I'm sorry, August 2022 security breach of LastPass may have been more severe as previously disclosed by the company. Again, I'm just quoting Hacker News on that one. But let's talk about this because this past Thursday, they revealed that basically the attackers obtained a ton of personal information belonging to its customers that included their encrypted password vaults by data siphoned from that August break-in where they swore no data was hit. We hit the business side. We didn't hit the, the consumer side. And here we are. Also stolen, and I quote, is basic customer account information and related metadata, including companies' names, end user names, billing addresses, email addresses, telephone numbers, and the IP addresses from where customers were accessing the LastPass service, end quote. Now, the August uh, 2022 incident, which remains ongoing as an investigation, involved the attackers accessing source code and proprietary technical information from its development environment via a single compromised employee account. And that's exactly what I said. What they weren't saying is, you know, you're hitting the business side, great, but are you fishing people? Are you getting deeper access? Are you leveraging or, uh, you know, some kind of way in to, to get more information? And LastPass was not transparent about that as that being a possibility where they swore upside down that their zero knowledge was, you know, almost air-gapped. I mean, this is what we're talking about here. Now, LastPass said, though that essentially this permitted the unidentified attacker to obtain credentials and keys that were subsequently leveraged to extract information from a backup stored in a cloud-based storage service which basically it emphasized is physically separate from its production environment. But sure, if I'm grabbing a copy of, let's say, a backup, it's one of the easiest ways to ransom out an organization. I simply slowly copy their backup out. I've got an exact duplicate of their infrastructure, or at least the data stores on their infrastructure, and now I can lock everything out, and I've got a portable copy you know, for whatever. Now, on top of this, um, basically the adversary said that it had copied out uh, customer vault data from the encrypted storage service. It's stored in a, quote, proprietary binary format, end quote, that contains both unencrypted data, such as website URLs and fully encrypted fields like website usernames and passwords. Uh, this is, again, according to uh, LastPass, so secure notes and form filled data as well. Now, these fields, according to LastPass, are protected using 256-bit AES encryption and can be decoded only with a key derived from a user's master password on the user's device. So I had a couple of questions on this too because what they were not saying in their disclosure is exactly how they are applying AES-256. They're using some kind of custom and proprietary format. My fear is that there is a vulnerability in the application of encryption that may allow an attacker to figure out a way to simply bypass the encryption 
encryption standard and then decrypt it. And that has nothing to do with AES uh, 256-bit. That's a very solid encryption standard, but the application of it could be weakened. We've seen cases of that over the years. You might want to go check out my video from years ago on RSA's weakened encryption, uh, specifically in that vein. Now, LastPass confirmed that the security lapse did not involve access to unencrypted credit card data as that is basically in a different storage system, meaning you're giving them your company, your, your credit card, your company credit card, your personal credit card for LastPass services, and uh, they're still running. Now, the company did not divulge how recent that backup is, but warned that the threat actor, quote, may attempt to use brute force to guess your master password and decrypt the copies of vault data they took, as well as, uh, you know, target customers with social engineering and credential stuffing attacks, all those kinds of things. In other words, if they can basically fish you, get into your system, they might catch you with a keylogger typing in your master password, and then boom, game on. Now, it appears, or, or I should say not appears, but it bears noting that at this stage, uh, you know, the success of a brute force attack really is proportional to the complexity of that password. You know, not to mention the fact, like, if your password's ever been breached and you're using that as your master password, that would be a huge problem, too. LastPass did warn about that. Now, the fact that the website URLs are in plain text, though, means that a successful decryption of a master password could give the attackers basically all the websites you're going to. So if I'm storing my LastPass every time I go to, I don't know, BetMGM, which was recently data breached, <clears throat> and they decrypt it. They see, oh, Nick goes to bet MGM or, you know, take your pick on any one of the ones I just said. And now they have a roadmap into what I'm doing, where I'm potentially uh, have credit cards, uh, information, all that kind of stuff. This is a huge thing. LastPass further said that it also notified a small subset of its business customers, which according to them amounts to less than 3% of their customer base to take certain unspecified actions based on their account configuration. So whatever that means. But again, I don't think that they are being transparent. They said in August, oh no, everything's encrypted. Everything's locked down. Now it's, well, they had access to this and well, they did get info, uh, you know, in, into in some way, shape or form the customer side of it through the backup portal. Sure enough, and but not everything is encrypted. The passwords are encrypted through AES-256, although it is a unspecified proprietary method that we're using. So I don't know if it follows FIPS 140-2 compliance or something along those lines in terms of stringency. You know, and on top of this, well, not everything's encrypted, so they can see your websites, even if they've got the store, because we're storing that in plain text, even though the password like this is what I'm talking about. There is no clear understanding right now uh, when it comes to LastPass, and that is getting them into trouble. And so the video that I did, I stand by that said it's time to replace LastPass. I still do believe that, uh, and here we are. And so if you were watching this and you saw the previous one, understand that I am I am still of that mindset. Now, if you want to use it, understanding the potential risks and all of that, more power to you. But you can't say you haven't been told. Uh, and as I've been tracking breaches of the weeks for years and years and years, LastPass pops up. And now a lot of companies pop up, but again, how they handle the data breaches is essentially, you know, how I really judge a corporation. This is why I don't use Uber. Uber lied their way through a data breach. That is a huge problem. And a lot of large corporations do. I have not used Uber since. I have not paid for an Uber since that data breach. I practice what I preach here and I'll stick to my guns. Now, if LastPass cleans this up, they get transparent. They say, we've completely revamped everything. So all that old data is there, then hey, I'll be fine with LastPass, but it's never been a product I've recommended uh, compared to other password managers I think 
think are more robust or more secure. Uh, and here we are. So take that for what it's worth. There you go. Uh, the other thing about LastPass 2 is they're apparently sharing infrastructure with GoTo, as in the company that makes GoToMeeting, GoToMyPC. I think they're one big company, but where's the bleed in that? Are we now going to see fallout uh, of accounts accessed in GoToMyPC? Like, you know, we saw with TeamViewer where attackers could just hijack your TeamViewer account, get remotely into your machine. I mean, so... We're going to see where this goes. This is a huge problem. Those were your data breaches of the week. There is no rest for the wicked, even on the holidays. And so here I am keeping you informed. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. Ring that bell. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody, and happy holidays.